Hello, everybody. Sifu Jacob Bernand here with Iron Wire Martial Arts. I hope you're having a beautiful day filled with lots of creativity, practice, and training. Today, I would like to review with you um, something that can be found throughout the entire war, war art, fighting traditions. Um, and that's key words. Key words help unlock certain principles. In the old days, they would have uh, poems. They would even use poetry. And um, these key words help to uh, articulate, emphasize certain techniques, and emphasize certain energies. Um, and it also can be used poetically, as mentioned. So there's techniques where it says, uh, I'll, I'll use uh, the... Chinese uh, Tai Chi Chuan uh, formula, which is Toi Na Fa Da. It's the basics. And then there's um, English translation, which is uh, push, pull, negate, nullify, and hit. So I'm trying to teach you how to fight using... These drills, you learn these drills. I don't give you all the answers, so you have to be forced to figure out some of it yourself. And then I give you this formula called push, pull, negate, nullify, and hit. And so now your mind is going to be um, forced to figure out what this is, how it's used, and where exactly. You know, which, which situation is this going to be used in? Um, there's also the Peng Lei Jai An Soi Lei Jiao Kao, and which is, um, there's a poetry that goes with it, which says, uh, 10 out of 10 martial artists don't know it. It's rare even amongst the masters to know this, uh, at the higher levels. And, uh, and these are like riddles that you got to work towards, uh, or unfolding, you let it sit with you, you let it sit for a long period of time, and then through practice, it becomes a revelation and unfolding, like the lotus, exactly. So, there's a lot of key words. When you learn uh, some stick sets, uh, or stick fighting, there's things called flicking, there's uh, shaking, and all this other type of stuff, you're going you're gonna to find... Um, Keywords that either have to, you know, some some might mean corkscrew, corkscrew power, and uh, there's even formations like, um, uh, or there's even uh, things that say uh, an object in motion can change direction, which would refer to a corkscrew punch. Whereas I'm aiming for your head, and then you block at the head, and I corkscrew down to your belly. Uh, but it's not given to you. see how I just gave you that answer. You can use that. Um, and it's perfect because an object in motion, you think I'm going to hit a pie and then I drop it and I hit low. And so what, what that is, um, I gave you that, but it comes from the poetic or the thing where it says an object in motion can change direction. And that's how it's given to you tradi traditionally so that you can work towards understanding it more. So uh, if you're a part of a tradition that has poetry, if you're a part of a tradition that has formulas or uh, riddles or key words as we call them a lot of the times they make you rehearse uh, you know rehearse um, 
the the formations, not just the battle formations, but the uh, mental material over and over till you submit it to memory. You can do it through hypnotism. You can do it through repetition. You can do it through uh, like reading it aloud with a teacher uh, over and over again. But it's made to go with your material to help it be a part of an unfolding. And this is a part of many traditions. Okay, I'm making some coffee here. You hear some water running in the background. Um, I'm going to have a cup of coffee while I finish up this podcast with you guys. So, um, as I mentioned, keywords, they're in everything. And even if you're uh, a part of a tradition that doesn't have um, keywords, you can create your own, but it has to be descriptive uh, towards what you're learning. Okay? What I mean by that, to articulate that, is, um, well, let's say you have a certain movement in your, uh, in your art that you're learning, and uh, your art doesn't have keywords. You can create them yourself that describe the motion, and they can be used as markers to help you. They're, they become really useful. Um, and uh, over time, you know, uh, what the, the ancient teachers would do is romanticize it. For example, we have this, uh, in Chinese martial arts, this movement called looking for snake through the tall grass. And the way that your arms move around uh, in this pattern, it's uh, the same pattern that they uh, would use while looking for a snake. You, uh, you wash your hand one way. And you wash it back the other way as if you're looking for a snake through the tall grass. It's very beautiful. It's very poetic. You know, there's also capturing the moon in the water, you know. Um, and then there's other, other things like that as well. And, and that's very beautiful. It's very romantic. And it gives you a poetic description. And they give you these poetic descriptions. There's keywords in the poetic description. Now, why do they give you poetic description? Uh, the poetic description is because in visualization, just like in a kid's book, remember we are um, emotional creatures. We have the fight or flight defense, but we also have our emotional intelligence. And we also have uh, creative, def- uh, uh, defensive and protective, uh, uh, the emotional parts of our personality as well. Okay, so the emotional intelligence is um, coming up more and more now. It's a big part of martial arts. You need emotional intelligence. You need it. Otherwise, you can be easily manipulated. Okay? So why am I bringing up emotional intelligence when I brought it up and we've talked about it in other podcasts? Number one, emotional intelligence uh, is a subject which I think entire volumes should be written about. Number one, you can never talk about it too much. But to get right to it, emotional intelligence is... It's also very visual. So think of like a storybook. You're painting a picture. You're using your imagination and you're uh, creating uh, a narrative with it. So so emotional intelligence goes along with the inner child, which goes along with visualization. You understand? Just like in a children's book. If I give you a visual, you don't need to remember key words. All you got to do is uh, use your imagination and then it will come up for you. And that can be um, an unlocking as well. Isn't that interesting? So, 
when I say energy, like in, in whipping-like power, or wave-like power, I could say it's like a wave crashing through your arm. It comes from your shoulder and it whips out. It's a, a visual. When I say swinging or inch power, it could be like thrusting of a dagger. Your arms thrust like a dagger, relaxed, and they, or your arms shoot out like from a dart gun. It's a visual that goes along with it. You see, that's what you're looking for. That, that speaks more to our creative, emotional, and imaginative. That's, that's the big part of it. It speaks to our imaginative uh, personality. And that's what sticks with us. So in the old days, it was almost all imaginative. For example, another one of my favorites is uh, Kieran loses its step. A Kieran is a unicorn. So the unicorn loses its step. Now, the footwork is also very odd, so I understand. But Kieran loses its step. Let me tell you something. You're never going to forget that, are you? You're learning a technique. You go, oh, what happens next? The unicorn loses its footing. Or unicorn trips. Or unicorn loses its step. You'll remember it. Or if I say the black tiger. Or tiger ascending the mountain. Or tiger killing the goat. Or uh, Arhat sunbathing. Arhat is <laughs> the spiritual protectors. And the position looks like an Arhat is sunbathing. You'll never forget it. It's very creative. It's very playful. Uh, and that's what it's meant to be is playful. It's meant to be playful. It's meant to be imaginative. And it's meant to be interactive. But there's also a lesson in there. So there's keywords. There's a visualization, and there's a lesson. And then it becomes uh, creative, which becomes playful, which speaks to our uh, inner child. The playfulness, our interacting, we connect with it. It becomes fun. It becomes um, like, you know, like uh, the way that you see kids attached to video games or music or things like that. That's what this is for, for the warrior. It's playful. It's fun. You, you interact with it. Uh, it's a warrior art. Yes. But we still connect with it, and it, it helps us grow in more than just being uh, brutal. You understand? That's it's a war. It's a warrior's path, yes. But as mentioned, much more to the human personality. Okay, and this isn't thuggish behavior we're talking about. Okay, so sit on that, think on that. I'm going to finish up this nice cup of coffee. Sit on that, think on that. And use imagination. Use emotional intelligence. Use imaginative um, uh, visualizations. Use uh, descriptive terminology. Use keywords. Something easy to remember. Like um, high, low, inside, outside. You're either outside the punch, inside the punch, or underneath it. Simple. Remember, mastery looks really clean. Mastery looks really simple. Mastery is when you see, I've given this in another one of my podcasts, maturity or just a higher level of development. Mastery is like going into a house and there's very clean lines. Everything's cleaned up. It's not like a bunch of junk is everywhere. Everything is purposefully done. Um, the corners are 
cleaned up. The decoration is good. The feng shui is right. The window is where the sun should be, etc., etc. You understand what I'm saying? So mastery looks simple and it's clean. All right? So go with what I'm saying. Uh, try to use it. Try to play with it. Um, and, and, and hopefully it will teach you something, you know? Like the cannonball punch. That's very descriptive. And that could describe a certain power. Or the pins and needles shaking. You know, that could uh, be a description that can unlock something in your system. I don't know. Or, or knife hand. That's very descriptive. Things like that. All right? Hope that rang true or uh, gave you some insights. My name is Sifu Jacob Bernan and this is Iron Martial Arts.